2: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM, and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey
3: app.
0: We're almost into uh, February now. Extracting Bill, it was a big job. And with all the complicated allegiances on the staff left behind, it's not like they could just start the operation before they did him the courtesy of a postseason sit-down. And I understand that getting it done is less important than getting it right. These are not one-year decisions they're making. A coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, or quarterback. It's going to be a three or four-season declaration of your direction but it is the road they chose.
4: Tommy Curran on Quick Slants last night. We'll talk to him tomorrow at 3.30 here on Jones and Mego with Arkan. Hour number two on WEEI. I want to get into the coaching search. We can check one box. Special teams coach.
5: Oh, thank God.
4: I know a lot of you were waiting for that. Offensive coordinator search still underway why and who are some of the candidates we got some thoughts on that uh, meanwhile our big question of the day remains up at jones and mego you can vote is bill Belichick's status as the greatest coach of all time in jeopardy 69 percent of you say no you agree with mego and arcan i say it's in jeopardy absolutely these last four years should leave a mark and it might get worse i mean look bill could go win somewhere else and make it better but i'm going to continue to follow it Bill not getting a job, I think, hurts him. If he gets a job, he better win there. If he doesn't, I'll hold it against him. If the Patriots win without him, I'll hold that against him. So it has the potential to get worse. Uh, You can vote at Jones and Mego. You can weigh in 617-779-7937. We also discuss whether or not the Red Sox are gearing up to sell. Eyeballing that $1.7 billion sale in Baltimore.
5: You haven't congratulated me, by the way, as a Baltimore
4: fan. I don't really think of you as a Baltimore fan.
5: Well, just for the O's.
4: I get confused because you're like half D.C. fan, and you're like, I don't actually live anywhere near it's Baltimore, but I'm a Baltimore it's fan. It's literally
5: the teams that were around when I was growing up.
4: No, I know, but I just I get confused by all of it. I forget which ones you root for and which ones you don't.
5: Washington football. Uh huh. Baltimore baseball. Baltimore That's Bullets. all it comes down and to. And the
4: Baltimore Bullets. Oh, I wish. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Are the Red Sox gearing up for a sale? Like. Part of me looks at it and says, you want the 2.4, 2.5 that the Mets went for a few years ago to Steve Cohen? You better do it quick. But they're also in the middle of developing that area around Fenway Park, and they might want to see that through before they sell. But I I bet they're looking at it. They're in a million different ventures now, and I don't know how much longer they want to be attached to the Red Sox. Uh, So you can jump in on all of it. Meanwhile, with these coaching searches, uh, and I mean assistant coaching searches, (laughs) I do enjoy this special teams coach that they hire. It's so Patriots. It's so Patriots to interview a bazillion different McVay guys and bring in McVay's special teams assistant coach, not a guy on offense, not a guy who's going to be calling plays or your quarterback's coach or anything like that. No, 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 no. They're bringing in this guy, Jeremy Springer, is that his name? Yes. Who helped oversee one of the worst special teams uh, outlets. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Groups of not just last year in the NFL. One of the worst ones we've seen in, like, the last couple of decades. Are okay. you excited? Aaron Schatz, who we had on the show recently, uh, he says the Rams have the sixth lowest special teams DVOA ever. Don't worry about DVOA. The sixth worst one ever, ever. The Rams are about three times as bad as any other special teams unit this year. And oh, he, notes, great. he notes the Patriots were bad, too. Uh, Callahan adds, Andrew Callahan over at the Boston Herald, the Rams special teams finished 10th worst, tied for 10th, since 1981. <laughs> so they hired this he was the assistant to the special teams coach and on top of it it's just insulting it's like oh we got our McVay guy you got a special teams guy from McVay when their special teams blew you couldn't even get an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach and we'll see if they do but like this is the McVay guy you got
5: maybe the special teams coach just didn't listen to him maybe, maybe he had a bunch of great ideas maybe and he never got a word in
4: all I know is you you have to hire that guy with the 10th Worst? T- tied for 10th. Let me, let me be fair. Tied for 10th worst special team since 1981. Nice. If you follow DVOA, which I only do when it's convenient. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, this is Mike Giardi on the coordinator search. And I guess technically they could still hire a McVay guy. I don't count Nick Cayley as a McVay guy, but you know they're attached to McVay guys, Shanahan guys. Maybe they still get one of those. In the meantime, just a special teams coach. Uh, Giardi at Boston Sports Journal. I can't stress enough how little buzz the Patriots offensive coordinator search has generated league-wide. Talking to sources, there's a lot of hemming and hawing about the quality of the position. "Quote, their best playmaker is a 6th round Lilliputian, Pop Douglas. Is he a 6th round pick?" "Yeah. Is a 6th or 5th. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was 5th for some reason. 6th round Lilliputian, Pop Douglas, tiny guy." "Sure, where do I sign up?" he says. Another added, "What does Mayo want them to be? I don't know that anyone knows that answer yet." And then finally to Mike Giardi, At the Boston Sports Journal, the job looks worse on paper than it did a year ago when Billy O took over. The quarterback, Mac Jones, can't play. They did what? With Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker? A sizable contract for one, an extension for another. They have some key free agents, and it could be rough if they don't hit a home run in the draft. Some of the names, adds Giardi that they've spoken to, including Luke Getze, drew shrugs from sources I've talked to here in Alabama. So there's no buzz with the Patriots, their offensive coordinator search. No one wants the job. No one knows what the Patriots are doing. That's the buzz down in the senior bowl in Mobile.
5: I can understand why it's like a daunting job to take on. But the flip side of that is you do have the number three pick. You have a boatload of money that you're, you've are you heard the new head coach say that they're going to burn cash on. There's obvious needs on the side of offense. So like you'd think that they would spend it there. I guess my question is... Are people going into these interviews and hearing something about hanging on to Mac? Because I disagree that it's a less attractive position than it was a year ago because a year ago it was still the Mac reclamation project. So I could only say that, like, people are coming out of interviews and going like, Ugh. It's one thing to not be totally sure of what direction you're going in. I kind of feel like if you're interviewing for the offensive coordinator job, you should be bringing your own sense of direction, but one that's thing. just that's just my view. But on the but if they're saying, "Well, what do you see with Mac Jones if we keep him around here?" Like that would be if I'm interviewing, I'd go, oh, ah. I don't know what they're doing, but if they're saying we're really interested in a quarterback in the draft, we want to develop that. We're we're gonna get a tackle, we're gonna get the we're gonna target these receivers in free agency, there's a lot of opportunity there to me.
4: So are you starting to get nervous with this offensive coordinator search? Uh did they get the wrong McVay guy on special teams? You can weigh in. Six one seven, seven seven nine, seven ninety-three seven. Arkham, what was your line yesterday that like no one wants the job and they're already down to their fourth or fifth option? Something yeah, like that? And that's
1: probably what's gonna end up happening. Gerard Johnson decided he's gonna go back to Houston and be yep. the quarterback's coach. Yep. Like that's he wouldn't even take the promotion. Like you're you're seeing guys uh, get the interviews and they're taking the interviews. which was more than you can say for the Red Sox when they were looking for their chief <laughs> baseball officer uh, and had to settle for their tenth choice. But guys who would be getting a promotion as offensive coordinators saying you know what I'm all set I don't, I'm, I'll don't. i wait it out it's young guys they probably feel like you know if I stay in Houston or I stay in Detroit or wherever I stay I'll be you know a hot commodity this time around next year and maybe next year a good team will actually want me and that's that's what they're thinking and I think that's not a unreasonable way to go about it but the offensive coordinator job in New England it looks like a dead end job I mean it really does there's nothing here there's a blank canvas I guess but when you bring somebody in here and say okay you're going to be the offensive coordinator coordinator okay well who's going to be making the draft picks and who's going to be spending the money and who's going to be doing all these other things that the gm's supposed to do and the patriots are like well we're not sure yet maybe it'll be uh, al groves kid maybe it'll be wolf well that maybe was maybe one of those guys but we haven't really decided yet
4: no that was another thing she already noted like matt groves down at the senior bowl people feel like elliot wolf will be that guy because elliot wolf has a good relationship with the crafts and what? he's viewed as, he's viewed as not just a, a bill guy i'm sorry what was that again Jen? what elliot wolf i'm sorry And so... Hi. Hi, Jan. Hi, Mago. So he's not just a bill guy, and he could worm his way into that job. I guess we'll see. Um, I just find that staggering. Thomas Brown was another one, right? Thomas Brown is not one that I really wanted in Carolina, but he is a former McVay guy. One year with Bryce Young in Carolina, the offense was a disaster. Mm -hmm. Not one I wanted. He's another one that said no. And so there's no buzz around this job. Nobody wants this job. Which brings us to... Josh McDaniels, okay, this, could, this continues to come up. We've talked about it now for a while. Could Josh McDaniels come back to this job? I thought there was a chance he'd go with Bill to Atlanta. If Bill took the job in Atlanta, the Falcons didn't offer it, so McDaniels is available. Could he come back? Uh, Phil Perry in his mailbag the other day. I'm not ruling out a Josh McDaniels arrival in some way, shape, or form, particularly now that Belichick won't be in Atlanta, as we were just saying. Remember, McDaniels worked closely with Kaylee in New England. Both are John Carroll guys great and so perhaps there's an opportunity to reunite in two different roles if mcdaniels comes back what mego just said and maybe this is what they're doing in these interviews like how do you feel about mac jones if mcdaniels comes back my real fear is that they're doing it my real fear is they are running this back and they're going to do this all over again hey, McDaniels worked with him as a rookie. Bill ruined him. Let's build him back up. It could be McDaniels and Nick Kayley. I guess Nick Kayley has a connection to this uh, uh, Springer coach as well, the special teams guy. So that to me is my worst nightmare. Like, I don't like a lot of these names. I'm not interested in a lot of these names, Nick Kayley being chief among them. But I'll take Nick Kayley by himself over Nick Kayley with Josh McDaniels working to rehabilitate Mac Jones. That's the nightmare scenario to me.
5: How does it work with Duran Mayo? That's what I'm curious about because you hear about there was at least some awkwardness, if not division, at the end of the last season between Gerard Mayo and Bill Belichick and the Belichick guys. And Josh McDaniels comes back. He's a two-time former head coach. Gerard Mayo is a first-time head coach. I'm not saying that there's past animosity between those guys, but is there the potential for awkwardness? Like, would Josh McDaniels be serving, like... to help be an assistant to Gerard Mayo or would there be the possibility of overstepping or something like that? Like they there's, that's what I'm stuck on where I think that could be an awkward fit for Gerard Mayo, who seems to be wanting to take the team into a time when the coaches are going to be under 45 and come in with fresh ideas and all this. Yeah.
4: So to me, if that's how you feel that it would be an awkward fit, maybe that's another sign the Crafts are pulling the strings. And that's who's really in charge. Whether it's the GM or the head coach or anybody else, it's really Jonathan Kraft, Robert Kraft, Robin Glazer. 617-779-7937. How do you feel about the Patriots coaching search or lack thereof at OC? Sounds like nobody wants the job. Is Josh McDaniels trying to get back into the door? Not great. Bill Belichick, uh, what's he doing next year in 2024? He gets linked to the Eagles. The Cowboys, Jerry Jones was speaking about him. And furthermore, is his status as the greatest coach of all time or the most accomplished, as I like to refer to him, is that in jeopardy? Plus, let's get into Mac Jones' future in New England. Could they bring in someone like Justin Fields? What are they doing at quarterback? That's after trending with Arkin. We really need new phones. T
0: Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month.
5: New iPhone 15s? It's better
0: over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month
1: with eligible trade in when you switch.
5: So emotional. He's like Mama Bear. You're Mama Bear for this team. I like Jones and the Mama Bears. It's
1: Jones and the Mama Bears.
5: Jones and the Mama Bears here on Weei. We got a (laughs) phone call.
4: Six (laughs) one seven on Weei.
1: Devin, could you maybe walk me off the ledge here? There's been some rumor that McDaniel's will be the guy, and that he would bring Mac back. Do you see a scenario where that (laughs) comes to uh, fruition?
3: I don't know. I I, I, uh, I did a podcast the other day, and I said there could be a world where some OC comes in and does think, like, hey, we can win with Mac Jones and then go get better in the draft and free agency around him. Is that Josh McDaniels? Like, I don't know.
4: Devin McCourty this morning on the Greg Hill Show, discussing the likelihood that Mac – and Josh McDaniels are back. I agree with Chris Curtis. Uh, walk me off the ledge here, which Devin McCourty proceeded not to do. You walk me off the ledge. I will walk off the ledge if that's what happens. Oh, good, Jones. Uh, Karen Garigian at Mass Live wrote about what the Patriots could get for Mac Jones. And I'd take this in a heartbeat. We talked about this yesterday during triple play. On Jones and Mega with Arcan. Uh speaking with one NFL executive, the Patriots are looking to land a mid round pick if they're lucky. Quote, I could see a team, even if they saw him as a very good backup, trading a fifth round pick for him, said the executive to Mass Live. Maybe they could get a fourth, but it would depend on the time of year in the team's situation. Uh Gregan then goes on to note the market for Jones may not materialize until after the draft, when teams have a better idea how their quarterback situation stacks up. It might also extend into training camp. <laughs> when injuries occur and the need magnifies. Quote, I definitely think he has a market. It seems like it's been a rough go for him the past two years, said the executive, I'll say. So, I don't know, trying to read between the lines on the rumors out there, add in what Devin McCourty said this morning here on EEI, um, plus what the executive is saying to Mass Live. Are the Patriots waiting until they get their... Number, whatever that is, a fourth rounder, a fifth rounder, a fourth and a fifth rounder, a fourth and a seventh. Like, I don't know. Is that what they're waiting on? Are they waiting this out and they'll wait through the draft? They'll wait into training camp. What if they don't get that number? Like, what if they don't get that pick? Are they going to hold on to Mac Jones until they get it? And now are we in training camp and you got to do something with him or we're getting into the preseason and he's still here? Is that. Is that the best direction for the franchise?
5: To me, the question is, are they going to look at what the Niners did with Trey Lance last year and wait until they can find a team who's in some kind of desperate situation what, and they can trade him off that Refresh way.
4: my memory. When was that? Right around cutdown. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you could do that. I don't, I don't know that I want to wait that long. <laughs> like,
5: well, what's your urgency to move off from him just because you're scared that they're going to try to run it back? That yeah. he's going to, like, win something in yeah. minicamp and he's going to win hearts back of the coaching staff? Yeah. Lo- or Josh McDaniel sees him again, and his heart all starts
4: the- beating all him of those faster. things. Yes, what do you mean? What's my fear? Yes, all those things. The longer he's here, the greater the chance that
5: well, he's going to see hope snaps that again. Would, that they would be a little bit more immune to that if they're drafting a quarterback high in the draft. Like even if they go for Michael Penix or someone in the second round, like high high in the second round, I would hope that that that's the plan. That they can roll that guy out and not get sidetracked by Mac Jones after the last two seasons. Okay.
4: I would also hope that, but like my fear is the longer he's here, the greater the likelihood is that he can, he can get a foot back in the door. Like as Mark Daniels reported the other day, the door is not closed.
5: Do you care if it's a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick?
4: No, I guess this is what I'm saying. Like yeah. if you can get a fifth right now and you want a fourth, just take the fifth. Just, it's a sunken cost. Take the pick That's right now. That's kind of how I feel too. Right?
5: Like, what are you trying to win here?
4: Exactly. Like, like well, what, how
5: much of a difference is it going to make?
4: Like, right. Are fans going to go, oh, phew, we got a fourth round pick for Mac Jones? No, they're all going to rejoice that he's gone and you got anything for him. Arkan, you said yesterday, you're like, basically your question boiled down to, can they even get a seventh round pick? Yeah. I think they can. But what I, I don't I don't even care at the end of the day. I would move on. And I guess that what you just said, Mego is I guess my real question. Like, are you holding out for something because Sam Darnold went for X amount of picks a couple of years ago and you feel like that's a fair market? I don't know that that's the right way to go about it. Like, I don't really care if it's a couple of third-round picks or a fourth-round pick. I'd rather have the two-thirds at the end of the day. But I want to be rid of this distraction. I want him out of the quarterback room. Like, he's still showing up and working out. We heard his throwing coach tell this to Tom Curran on the Patriots Talk podcast, referencing the same thing that Bill Belichick said. I'm under contract. So, like, what? You want that? where the guy's not really here, but he's showing up to work every day. He's not really – want like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that.
1: I know, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I would say this – the Patriots could have acted faster on Mac Jones if they wanted to, if they felt it was so important and so urgent to get him out of there and move on and everything, then they probably would have. What I think you're both underestimating here is that Mac Jones is a symbol, I think, to the craps and to the organization everybody's still here, of something that Bill Belichick did really wrong, and something that they can pin on Bill and say, you know what? This guy was good, and then Bill ruined him, so let's give him another chance and prove that it was all Bill, it was his fault, and we made the right choice by firing him. I think that's very much in play here, and you may not... I mean, listen, Jones, I know you don't like that, but no, I think I don't. that's how they're thinking.
5: Well, can't that also backfire on them? Yes, sure. If they have, especially if they have Josh McDaniels back as the play caller and they roll Mac Jones out there and he looks like he looked for much of this yeah. season, oh, yeah. then it's like, holy crap, it looks like Bill wasn't the problem. So to
4: me, I'm okay with them holding on to like the draft.
1: But not, how have they been positioning themselves so far? I mean, it's it's to say that Bill was the rock, Bill was the cause of no, all our problems. A thousand and percent. We're keeping everybody else, and we're getting rid of him, and no, that's it.
4: Arcan's right. I mean, that especially if it's Nick Kayley and or Josh McDaniels or somebody on off- as offensive coordinator, it's like all they really changed so far, anyway, was Bill. And so I could totally see that.
5: But let's roll that back. If it's those two coming back or some combination or one or the other, is it those guys coming back because that's they think that because the decision makers with the Patriots think that it really was just Bill was the problem and it's fine to bring these people back? Or are those the only guys who will take the job? Uh,
1: well, I Probably think, that, too. I think yeah. more of the second thing. I, also, I do think that. You only have to win six games for it to be considered an improvement you know like i don't know about that's that true i mean well listen if you go with no, no. maybe in, the, in six is a no no but what, like, well, let me just let me just jump in you don't have to be back in the playoffs not for with it to be an improvement not with
4: that no
5: it's the context because if you look like you have a rookie quarterbacks who's who's justin herbert who's seriously developing and you're like bam Bingo. he's the guy then everybody will go yeah we only got six g- wins but we're gonna be great next right. year
4: arkan if they win six games with drake may Way different than running it back with Mac and winning six games. Agree with that. Like, way different. You'll feel good about one, I think, or you'll at least feel okay about one. The other, I don't I don't think anything changes. So, here's what I'm okay with. I'm okay with waiting through the draft. I'm fine with waiting through the draft. You want to tell me you want to get to the draft, that's when teams panic, that's a deadline, fine. I'm not telling you trade Mac today. I'm not going into training camp. I'm not doing that thing where it's minicamp and training camp and, all, and, and the new quarterbacks in the same room with Mac and, you know, he may not even be able to stand Mac like Bailey Zappy couldn't. They can't sit in the same room and people are picking sides. I'm not doing that. Draft, fine. I don't need to trade today. But that that's as far as I'm taking it. Free agency draft, see what teams are doing, and then move them. And if you're not getting your number, you're dreaming of a fourth round pick and you're only getting a fifth, just take the fifth. Or you want a, a fourth rounder, and you're only getting a sixth, take the sixth and get rid of the headache
5: does it become a complication if during free agency they're looking at bringing in a free agent bridge slash backup quarterback
4: uh and then
5: they're holding on to Mac and then teams are like very aware that there's also this move Mac
4: Arcan I don't know did you see this today uh on ESPN they did like a quarterback carousel thing with all the beat writers and where all these quarterbacks are gonna end up and they were unclear on what they wrote about Jones they're like Jones was considered as a cut candidate But wasn't moved. He was still on the Patriots. The thing had the Patriots signing Jacoby Brissett. It had them drafting, I think, Jaden Daniels. It might have been Drake May. I forget. But drafting a quarterback at three, bringing in Brissett. And Mac Jones is in, like, this weird limbo. That's exactly what I want to avoid, especially if you're bringing in another veteran. Like, where does he fit together?
1: Yeah, the Jacoby Brissett thing is his Patriots are more likely to address the starting quarterback spot in the draft, but this move allows for veteran competition. Brissett signs a one-year, eight million dollar deal, and uh, the rest of it, Jaden Daniels they had is the as the draft pick. And I mean, listen, like, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways you can go here. I think Mac Jones is probably the way that. You'd least want to go. Uh, I'd probably yeah, no, rather for even sure. bring in Brissett, and you know, if if you bring in Brissett, then you can also draft somebody and say, okay, well now you have your veteran backup, and it's not someone who's going to be directly competing like that, but someone you wouldn't mind plugging in. So With Mac Jones, I, you don't get any of that. So
4: real quick, uh, Ryan just dropped in the Sam Darnold trade again, which this happened before the draft. This happened in April. Uh, Mego, you also brought up Trey Lance. That's an example of a team waiting. Uh, they got a haul for Sam Darnold, which mm-hmm. remains crazy. They got a sixth in 2021 and then a second rounder in 2022 and a fourth. So they got three picks for Sam Darnold. Now, I don't know who did these guys turn into. Anybody good? It doesn't look like it. But they got a haul for Darnold. I'm not sitting around and waiting. A couple more items here to bring up. Uh, Phil Perry adds to uh, the draft question that Karen Garigian said. Uh, He says maybe uh, if the 49ers offered the Patriots a fifth for Mac Jones on draft weekend, who says no? So that seems to be in the same ballpark. The executive told Karen Garigian at Mass Live maybe a fourth or a fifth. Who says no if the Niners offer a fifth?
5: Maybe the Crafts. <laughs> I
4: mean, I hope maybe, not.
5: Maybe the Crafts saying, like, no, this was our golden boy.
4: If the Niners say, we'll give you a fifth, they better take it. Uh, I, think they would. I wouldn't say no. I think they would at this point. I would take it. Okay. So you so not the Crafts then. We would all take it. I would definitely take it. And good. Good luck with them, Shanahan. Uh Meanwhile, he also says that the value for Justin Fields uh, might be somewhere around a third-round pick. He says if the Patriots That's don't uh, if the Patriots don't like their quarterback options at number 3, there's a world where they could try to acquire Fields instead, take a tackle and a receiver uh, with their first two picks and then go from there. So a third-round pick for Justin Fields. In or out on that? You just said Fields, That's it. I know. I know. You don't like I'm, Justin su- Fields. I'm
5: surprised by the price tag. I don't like Justin Fields at this point. I'm still out. But that that does feel like a little bit of a steal.
4: Okay. Third round pick. I I, I you I have to it. you have to explain that to me too. How what? you're hoping for a fourth for Mac, but Fields only goes for a third, that doesn't quite compute. Uh but you guys can jump in on the phone. Six one seven, seven seven. Fields
5: is more talented, no, on no, the field.
4: No, no I'm saying the isn't picks, getting much more Yeah, the pick I shouldn't think. be that oh, close. That's what I'm saying.
5: saying. That's why I feel like it's a steal.
4: Yeah. I look third for Fields. Now I'm I'm getting on board with the Arcan plan of Harrison like, Jr. at three take your dumb tackle in the second round, and then give up your I third for I don't believe fields. in
5: Fields, but I could understand why a handful of other teams would be like, could be fun to fix. Yeah,
4: uh, or, or at least, you know, a project in the meantime. Uh, 617-779-7937. We'll add the uh, Mac Jones discussion to the offensive coordinator search. Uh, Bill Belichick is his status as the GOAT, greatest coach of all time, in jeopardy. Some of Tom Brady Sr.'s comments. We can get to all of it here. Uh, Mike is in East Longmeadow. Go ahead, Mike.
1: How are you guys? Good. I, I continue to hear everything about Mac Jones, and unfortunately I don't agree that he is the only reason that our offense is as bad as we are making it out to be. What was the probability of, high, of, of signing Evans, who I understand might be available, drafting Marvin Harrison Jr., and holding on to Jones?
4: Okay, so, Arkan, this is your plan. You're on board with it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I it's not that I – that's not my first choice, but I wouldn't be too upset about that. I think that that – Hang on, that's sat- not your
4: first choice? Harrison and – and Evans is not your first Harrison choice.
1: Harrison and Evans is my first not choice. The Mac, Mac Jones I is not the, I the part of it. I think that you need those guys for your quarterback whoever it is. Uh, whether it's a rookie, whether it's, you know, uh, Kirk Cousins or Mac Jones or whoever. And I do think that in those the right circumstances, you could probably get a decent season out of Mac Jones if you put a real offense around them. I don't think that that's totally out of the question. I don't think he's broken beyond repair. I just think you need to give him a chance with an actual offense. Do you think he's broken beyond repair?
5: In New England, like I just think it's no, no, no. best
1: forget forget the location. I think he's broken
4: beyond repair. Oh, I repair.
5: don't. I I look at what has happened over the last season with Baker, and even like I wouldn't was Baker put... Mayfield ever this bad. No,
4: Geno Smith was. Geno Smith was this Gino bad. Smith That's a fair is one. More accurate. So I maybe it, even... maybe in ten years, Mac Jones pops up and has one good year, yeah. maybe.
5: And I don't like throwing Jared Goff. Into I'm with you, it Mac.
4: <laughs> Goff was never that bad either. Goff
5: was n- was never Not nearly that bad. This bad.
4: No,
1: Goff went to a Super
4: Bowl. Yeah, yeah right. No, we're saying we're, Goff was never that bad. Now, Goff's final year with the Rams, I don't think was great. I'd have to look at it. But he was never that bad.
5: I don't think Mac is beyond repair. I think that he I, could I do that he could develop into somebody else. And like like will he ever start again? Will he have a meaningful season as a starter? Yeah, I can see that. Is he gonna win a Super Bowl? No.
4: Yeah, I don't know that he'll have a mean I mean, he barely had a meaningful season as a rookie. It was like it felt like at some point you have to barely had a
1: meaningful season. You have
4: to look at the full data, one of the best rookie seasons ever. Yeah. But how was the final six games? Not great. They
1: weren't great, but it was still one
4: of the best rookie seasons Any quarterback. Here's what I'm telling you. The first month wasn't very good. The last month was really bad. So really, when you boil it down, we've seen about two good months of Mac Jones in three years.
1: So, no, I don't expect him to ever come back and be anything anywhere, here, anywhere else.
4: I don't.
5: What I would give for two good months. And that
1: <laughs> entire time, Jacoby Myers was the best guy he had to throw to, which is the point I'm trying to make here, that if you had Harrison and you had Evans or Pittman or Ridley or any of these other guys, and you put them in a real offense with for yeah, him, no, I've heard it and before. made a real offense, I think that that's worth looking at. Yeah,
4: I don't. Uh, Brian's and Pepperell. Go ahead, Brian.
1: Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Uh, question. Uh, you guys uh, were talking about the... Um, the fields deal and kind of fell my thunder i think it's a great great uh choice if it plays out in terms of getting harrison maybe the mahogany kid from bc i was wondering guys i know it's speculation do you think chicago is willing to give up fields at this time i know he's been treading towards the end of the year yeah
4: i think they're willing to give him up i don't know the kid from bc he's referencing do we know this kid jacob jacob's like jacob is a double thumbs up i don't even know what position he plays but whatever mahogany
5: he's made of wood (laughs) I'm a real boy. BC guy likes a BC Christian guy. Christian Mahogany.
4: Shocking. Hey, I root for what athletes what's... named Christian. What position?
1: He is an offensive lineman. Okay, good. Gross. gross. Look, Megos Mago, in. Mago's like, <laughs> oh. he's a giant redwood of a man. Um Yeah, no, their
4: Fields is definitely available. They are they are drafting Caleb Williams,
1: I think. Imagine they have three Christians on the team. Barmore, Gonzalez, and Mahogany. I'm into it. A a team. You there's drill. already there's, team guys named Christians. There's already
4: too many Christians around here, is what yeah, I would say. I agree. Uh, Tim's in Hanover. Go ahead, Tim.
1: Yeah. Hey, Jonesy. Hang on for a second. Kay. Just hear me out. Mac Jones. They're running it back with this kid. I believe deeply in my heart. What happens? They sat him down late in the season, probably due to craft. Kraft didn't want, because he seen what was happening to Mac. They sat him down, said, "We wow. want to get this head strike. You have it uh, so backwards." The right next year, right? Hear me out for one second. They're picking Harrison, and then watch—we just watched four good NFL teams this last weekend. They all had killer offensive lines. That's what we need to do: get the offense set on the line, then they can run their running backs get the quarterback, and then buy in these
4: pieces. I agree. When I watch the Chiefs, I go, man, it's the offensive line. D- isn't that what you see? It's not Mahomes running around making play after play after play. I look at the Chiefs and I go, wow, what an offensive line.
1: Jones. They you- did invest in their offensive line. Okay.
4: I, was just, I actually was going to bring this up earlier in the week, and I didn't feel like scratching the itch, but since he went there. He lost Joe Tooney. Did it make any difference? I heard a lot about that last week. Oh, my God, what are they going to do without Joe Tooney? Did, did not matter one bit for Patrick Mahomes. You know, not sacked again. I don't think. Maybe he was sacked in that game. I take it back. He got sacked twice. I not know. under pressure. Like, still making plays. Like, did he miss Joe Tooney one bit? No. So, look, I'm not telling you you can't have an offensive line. You can't have anybody in front of these quarterbacks. I'm not overrating it. And Mac, just get Mac Jones, Marvin Harrison and an offensive line, and he'll be fine. Give me the wood. I just, if that's if that's your answer, and Arkan, I feel like you're somewhat in this group. You really, at the end of the day, don't even believe in Mac Jones. You just believe that any quarterback can be surrounded by other things. Kind of, yeah. So then why is Mac even a part of the discussion? Why not just move on from him and bring in some other cog in the wheel with new talent and a new offensive line?
1: I mean, you could do that, I suppose, but he's already here, and you have another year of him cheap, and that's, you know, that's in order to save money and allocate it other places that I think is more important to that's a decent option. That's all.
4: Okay. I don't think it's a
1: decent option. But, uh, okay. Well, financially it is.
4: Here, here's what, no, financially, but that yeah. if that's your motivation, I think you're already, you're already, and I'm not saying you are, Cam, but, like, if that's why the Crafts are bringing him back, it's already the wrong decision. Like, you haven't spent money for a decade. Uh, there have been years in there, 2021 you spent. But you have not spent money compared to the rest of the league. You are dead last for a decade. And now you're going to make another financial decision at quarterback, the most important decision on the field. I would hate that. I would hate it. I hate how the Red Sox do it. I would hate it if the Patriots do it. But when it comes to what uh, Tim just said, I, I am fearful this is what they're looking at. Like, it's getting hard to ignore. Devin McCordy over here. Mark Daniels is reporting over there. Mayo not shooting it down when he was asked about it. Reese floating an item the other weekend. Like, I am fearful that's what's actually going on. And I think that would be a terrible, terrible, terrible approach. Take your fifth rounder, hold your nose, and make the deal. I actually think a fifth rounder is pretty good for Mac.
5: Take, w- take a cue from Houston. Just move on.
4: Yes. Right? Or, or, or like the Jets. The Jets weren't going to keep doing it with Zach Wilson. Well, they kept him on the roster, I guess, which probably hurt them. They probably should have moved on last year. But like the Jets weren't going to keep sticking it out with Zach Wilson. They went out and got Aaron Rodgers. And I wouldn't even keep uh, Mac Jones in the same quarterback room like the Jets did with Wilson. 617-779-7937. More of your phone calls coming up here. I do want to get to Joe Mazzula, who just... He really is must-watch uh, must TV, I should say. After all these games, I think... I think he's winning me over a little bit, Meggo. I think he's winning me over. Let's hear from Crazy Joe next.
2: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Now, more of Jones and Mego on WEI. Carson Skates, 129 to 124.
3: The game itself had 81 at the first half. Looks like run away
0: and hide. You know, we got to be battle-tested, we got to be able to fight through expectations, fight through being up 20, and then somebody having a great third quarter, and then finishing games. Um, if it was the whole time, then, I mean, what's the fun in that, right? But I think being able to, <coughs> again, I no, I, I, I don't like blowing leads like that, but um, I think being able to battle back and win those
4: is, is huge, right? Drew Holiday on a big, giant, blown lead for the Celtics last night. Pacers actually came back and took the lead briefly before the Celtics held them off with some big defensive stops late. Tatum with a big block on the heels of Derek White with a big block. Celtics went at 129, 124, although the Pacers were without Tyrese Halliburton down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Still on a minutes restriction coming back from that injury. Uh, we'll talk to Brian Scalabrini about the Seas coming up at 4.30 today, normally 4 o'clock. Uh, he has moved to 4.30, uh, so we'll chat with him then. Plus all your phone calls, 617-779-7937. Mego any thoughts on the game last night before I get you uh, some Joe Mazzula, which has turned into must-watch television after the game?
5: Um, incredible defensive possession at the very end, which really saved their butts. Third quarters remain an issue, and it's just been like I, I understand – you want to win in different ways, and it's not always going to fall. But the ugly wins, like, they're supposed to inspire confidence in me that you grit it out, and I don't know. I guess I'm being a little bit picky. I, I worry – I always worry about this time of year when it goes into trade deadline, which really shouldn't mean much for you, but also the all-star break looming. And can you keep the focus down the stretch – As you're looking towards the playoffs, which at this point just is the light at the end of the tunnel, but seems so far off.
4: It's pretty much where they lost it last year, right? And I don't know if it was related to all-star voting. Scal has referenced that in the past, not necessarily with last year's team, but he's seen it. That is pretty much where they lost it last year. I just, they should be able to just wipe the floor. Well, blow a giant lead and then wake up against teams like the Pacers who are better than I thought and, you know, certainly have made additions in Pascal Siakam, uh, Halliburton at full strength, maybe it'd be different. I want to see them do stuff like this against some of the teams we talked about before. Not blow a giant lead, but in a tight game, battle back and, you know, eke it out instead of losing it like you have to Denver or these non-competitive games where they got blown out by the Clippers. I know they beat the Clippers in L.A. as well. So I, I want to see that a little bit more against what I would consider quality competition. The Pacers might be I think I've compared them before to the Knicks of last year. They might be the kind of team yeah, that can win around. By a round. the way,
5: over on the margins, the Knicks scaring me a little are bit. Are they? Oh my God, they're Knicks on a tear really right on, now. Yeah. They Can't, are on a freaking tear. So what? What do you mean You're so are afraid what? of them? Yeah. That I'm, that if you're talking about teams who are going to be a spoiler Knicks going the into Cavs the
1: playoffs, the
4: two teams that's in a, I don't want to give him ammo
5: because I know about Jalen Brunson and the yeah. scariest man in the East. But it does that is like keep your eye on that. Okay, all I'll I'd keep say. my eye on
4: him. But like, I really it no, sounds
5: like you're not even giving him a side. I, eye. I,
4: the, I told you the Bucks don't even scare me in the East. Like no one really scares me I'm in the not East. Scared not the scared Knicks. Of
5: the, of the Celtics getting derailed by someone like the Bucks, I'm scared of them getting derailed by a team that they didn't even see coming, like two miles away. Okay,
4: fair. I mean that has been who's picked him off the last couple of years so fair i don't i don't think the knicks are that team but i'll, I'll keep some side eye on him i guess uh meanwhile here's joe missoula Arcan sent this i hadn't seen this after the game last night which is why i say it's must watch i, I gotta watch it uh, immediately after the game I, i'll pick through some audio sometimes in the morning uh Arcan flagged this one I, I guess uh throughout the course of the game they were going back and forth with buddy healed the the celtics coaching staff and buddy i'm not Heald. your
1: friend buddy and and
4: remember i'm not your pal guy Remember, Buddy Heald, and you'll hear Missoula reference this, but Buddy Heald was the one who, when Missoula was bitching about the refs a few weeks ago, Heald is like, yeah, I actually, uh, I actually told the refs they got it wrong, effectively. So you hear some of this. We can start and stop some of it. Here's Joe Missoula uh, asked a question by his favorite reporter, Gary Washburn, after the game.
0: Buddy Heald kept shooting baskets at your side of the court, and he was talking to the bench mm-hmm. and your coaching staff. What's the etiquette on... Etiquette? Is there some kind of rules is that a country about country club?
4: No, I'm just saying. <laughs> so stop like, it. Already, great start, Joe. Like already, like etiquette. What is it? A country club? <laughs> like, you must, must replace your divots. Like, already, I
0: love that. Keep going. Buddy Healed kept shooting baskets at your side <sighs> of the court, and he was talking to the bench mm-hmm. and your coaching staff. What's the etiquette on etiquette? Or is there some kind of rules is that a country about country club? No, I'm just saying. But he's like. He's shooting baskets after timeouts. The rule
3: is you, we, we're supposed to go block it. That's the rule. That's so the it's etiquette. your guy's fault. Yes. We're supposed okay. to block shots when the other team shoots at our basket. That's the rule. <laughs>
5: That's the etiquette. Okay,
0: so you got to talk to your guys about that. Yes. It's the Kevin Garnett rule. Uh,
3: he was form shooting in front of our bench, so I was waiting for him to go take a shot, and I would have blocked it. So <laughs> he didn't shoot it. He was form shooting. So was he shooting at the basket, or was he form shooting?
0: No, he was shooting at the basket.
3: And then we're supposed to block those.
0: What was what was going on with him and your coaching staff? Because it just seemed like there was some Sam ran out there. Yeah, that's the rule. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, that was what Sam was supposed to do. Yes. Okay. And then there was <laughs> tr- talk between, was it good-natured? Or yeah, was it was
3: great-natured. Billy Hill's a great guy. He's okay. a great-natured guy. Remember, he's the same guy that I admitted to his fault at the end of the other game. Remember that? So he's a really good guy. Um, and he took the three at the end of the uh also, he's, he's a tournament game. Great guy within the rules. I love that he did that. You do? Yes, it's part of the rules. I mean, it's part of the game.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
3: all. Yeah.
1: <laughs> great talk. Um.
4: <laughs> I think,
1: I think he's winning me over a little bit, Megan. I kind of loved all of that. I loved yeah. every second of that.
4: Like, <laughs> he's an absolute <laughs> lunatic. Like an absolute lunatic. He was ready to run over and block Buddy him in the, middle, the head coach was ready to run over and block Buddy Hill? Yeah, he wasn't just saying that. So no. It's your
0: guy's fault. No, yes. no.
4: This is the same guy wrestling with loose balls last year with Aaron Neesmith. Mm-hmm. And like, like, he is a certified lunatic but I, I think he's starting to win me over. I think okay, this stuff so is starting to win me over. You're so yes.
5: far past that, Jones. He won you over like weeks ago. No, I know. You but, are team Joe. But I, I, you are team Joe I from keep keep the dojo. I keep
4: liking what I'm hearing. He was shooting what I'm love in front him. of our bench, so I was Just waiting for him it. to go take a shot, and I, I would have blocked it. What do you
5: fully love him What do you, what what do you, what do you need me
4: to admit? I said he's winning me
5: over. You what said are you, you think he's winning you over. This is like when the contestants on The Bachelor are like, I think I'm falling in love with you. You love him. I'm afraid of commitment. You want him to choose you. What
4: don't you like about that? Like, you hate him, so what don't you like about I that i don't hate him you yes. do though
5: no i don't i just have r- i think realistic uh reservations
1: arcana
4: about being too the strong team. here she hates missoula i don't
5: hate missoula eh.
1: wants him fired <laughs> right can't stand Great nature yeah. guy. right
4: so what what don't you do you, do you were you okay I with have, that
5: yeah I, I think he's great content i think he's out of his mind just like you do
4: oh no he's definitely out of his mind but, Jones
1: was firing him in the
4: offseason. No, no, I was. Yeah, think, this, I mean, yeah. this is how he's won it's me not over. Like you've loved them all along. No, no, I I, I, no, I haven't. No,
5: but he's loved him for at least a month. No, now.
4: because I, I feel like as I feel like he's less bitchy about stuff he got into it a little bit yesterday but i do feel like he's less bitchy about stuff and i find this a little bit more endearing i don't know what it is maybe we get him more now that's the rule i find it a little bit more endearing is it
5: that he's zeroing in on gary washburn rather than any other reporter i think it's
4: just gary washburn i
5: think it's like 90 percent. it's mostly gary washburn i agree
4: with that that's the rule
5: (laughs) that is the rule
4: I didn't realize that was their rule. I kind of love that rule. Hey, you're shoot you're shooting in between the whistles. Get it out of here. Don't forget. Treat him like he's <laughs> okay, Justin so you Tucker. Talk to you
0: guys about this. De- Okay.
4: Treat him like he's Justin Tucker. Kick his helmet and is kicking T the hell out of there. Like, treat him like he's a dumb kicker. Don't and block forget, that Jones. Thing.
5: He's one of those guys who, when you ask about football, he says, American football?
4: <laughs> I mean, it's part of the game. I don't like that. That's I gotta true. I got to keep
5: your feet on the ground here.
4: But I, I like that at least he was scouting, you know, uh, good offenses, unlike the Patriots. So, I don't know. I think I think he's right. He's not winning me over. I think he's won me over. He's totally won you I over. I think I'm
3: in. Football guys and like football, but I also like American football. I
4: think I'm in.
5: Look, the team's doing great. and I, I really do believe that his messaging is resonating with them. And I think he's moved a little bit. he He's putting much more an emphasis on defense. I think that's a smart thing because it clearly matters a lot to Jalen Brown, who I believe is one of the biggest vocal leaders in the locker room. so I, I I think it's smart. He's certainly doing a better job than last year. Like he seems much more. Comfortable with the entire experience, more confident. Yeah, that, I guess that's Less what it defensive. is. He didn't sound defensive. That's yeah. exactly what I
1: yeah. right. said. So I,
4: I said bitchy earlier. Defensive is right, or he's just more comfortable. There is something to that. Where I I feel like I get him post game a little bit more. Well, last year I'm like, the hell's wrong with
0: this yeah. guy? What's the Here's... etiquette on etiquette?
4: <laughs> is there some kind of rules? Is a country about... club.
5: Is <laughs> <laughs> a is a pretty good. Test.
4: That's awesome. What is it? A country club? I don't care. I'll SWAT. But I will. I'm the head coach, and I will run around and go block buddy heels. Which imagine he's he,
3: form shooting in front of our bench. He so blows I'm out his ACL for him to go take a shot, and I would have blocked it myself.
4: What's he talking about there, by the way? What does he mean? He's form, form shooting, shooting meaning No basketball. He's just, he's oh, he's just, just shooting without a ball. Shooting. Yes. Okay. Hoops yeah, yeah, yeah. shows. Yes. Hoops shows. We'll educate you on uh, on form shooting. But like you know, you wonder how the guy got a black eye in a pickup game with the the coaching staff before the game. He's running around <laughs> <don't> ready. <laughs> he's ready to blow out his Achilles trying to block Buddy Heal in the middle of the game. Crazy
5: cool. old Missoula. Yes.
4: I think I'm on board. I'm I'm on board. I don't think I'm on board. I'm on board with Crazy Joe. Right, what do you guys think? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It's my kind of crazy. You're a great nature guy. We'll get back to your phone calls on the Patriots. I see you hanging out on the coaching search on Mac Jones, and we'll get back into our big question of the day. Bill Belichick is his legacy as the greatest coach of all time in jeopardy. We'll do that next.